seconds before I put the mic on, uh, I wonder if they froze Larry King. Because when I interviewed him, he was very adamant about he would like to be frozen and thought out when they find a cure for him. And uh, I actually think it would be a short period of time because I, I think they will find a cure or some sort of treatment for COVID. He died of COVID and, uh, you know, complications of COVID. Oh, we, I, could, we could wake him up and give him the vaccine. Yeah, well, I'm saying, come on, come on, let's go, everyone. Eh, eh, eh. Where is he? Let's save Larry King. Let's get him. Eh, eh. Hello, Houston, you're on the air. Eh, eh, eh. Larry King, I was just thinking, he said, I, my wishes are to be frozen. And, and I said to him, you know, Ted Williams was frozen, but just the head. And then they found out years later that his head was on a tuna fish can. It was resting on a tuna fish can. And he said he'd, he wanted his whole being frozen. He didn't want to be separated. Oh, yeah, you couldn't, from you know, live without that body. I mean, why yeah. would you want to give that up? <laughs> Here, Larry King, official cause of death is sepsis. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like That's they have a cure a right around the corner. That's a body infection. Yeah. Like everything's infection. infected. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can cl clear that up. Fall him oh, out yeah. and let's go. Yeah, fuck yeah. Sepsis? Come Everything's on. rotting in sepsis. How many people you know died of sepsis? A heart attack, I Lots. know. Really? <laughs> yeah, hope yeah, I don't More than like you that. might think. Usually they're in a hospital at the time it happens. Well, rest in peace. Larry. Yes, please Larry rest, King. Larry. You you lived enough. But I wonder eight if wives. the family <laughs> But I, eight wives, I know. I wonder if he, you know, is frozen. I no. don't think so. I don't think anybody was listening to Larry King at the end. Yeah, but if it's in his will and there's money there, I mean, they can set it up. Well, they I didn't say anything, and it was a very quiet funeral. Like, you don't even get to see funerals or st and stuff like that during COVID. So you don't even know if Larry had one. I would go, uh, yeah, right. I would go visit him in the, in the freezer because I'm a broadcaster. He's a broadcaster, and we're. Why don't you get Larry and yep. preserve him? You would take care of him. <laughs> you know, what? I got enough financial <laughs> obligations to last all three lifetimes. Don't ask. You have you no idea. You want a collectible? There's the ultimate collectible for a guy in radio. Yeah, John Hine and JD are collecting baseball cards. I'm collecting the bodies <laughs> of ex-broadcasters. I got the real. People. Nobody has a collection like that. Yeah, yeah. I, um, where do I begin? Where do I begin? I was so, um, oh, by the way, today is President's Day. Happy President's Day. And you're probably wondering, Howard, don't you usually take off President's Day? Seems like a no brainer. Everyone's off. I uh, thought that you have decided that you're no longer celebrating presidents. Since <laughs> so Trump this is was not president? a holiday for you. Like Trump sucked all the joy out of that's being a right, president. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. President used to mean something to me. Once Trump did it, I was like, oh, it's his bullshit <laughs> job. Anybody could. By the way, president. Um, I just want to compliment Joe Biden. I mean, uh, the other day that, you know, Joe Biden's dream was to get a million people vaccinated uh, a day. And uh, and when he was running, he said, that's going to be my goal. The other day, they vaccinated two million people in one day. Oh, and he's an I overachiever. Went, oh, my God. Well, you know what? I went, <laughs> oh, so this is what it feels like to have the government working for the people. Quack, quack. I'm and more in the morning. and more people are finding appointments, you know, like everybody yeah. I knew was like hunting down these appointments. And all of a sudden they're getting calls back saying you can get the shot. We have an uh, an appointment for you. Yeah. You know, it's and it's so not funny. months out. It's, you know, within days. When it comes to politics, I keep getting the email from, you know, certain people in the audience. I think the same people who are still going to antebellum parties. But, uh, you know, I I get these emails and things and threats from people who are like, you know, man, you used to be good. What are now they we... threatening you for? Because of my opinion on Trump and uh, they don't like it. So I was like, aren't these the same people running around screaming about losing their free speech? Yeah. Well, but anyway, you know. I was again watching Fran Lebowitz or listening. I was listening to her podcast. Uh, she she doesn't have a podcast. She, has, she, she own, has a podcast. No, she doesn't have a podcast. I was listening to a podcast from the New York Times. They were interviewing her, mm-hmm. and again, I'm a big fan of hers. I like I like the woman. I like I feel like she's a modern day Mark Twain type, except yeah. doesn't write nearly enough. She admits it. She goes, I, I'm a, I'm a writer who hates to write, so it's like <laughs> getting me to write a book is difficult. But all of the stuff she says could be really quotable. And she said, you know, I have a lot of opinions. And uh, that's what I do. I I give my opinions. And she said, some people seem to be really threatened by this. When I give my opinion of things, they get very, very threatened by it. And, you know, I've heard the term social influencer. And she goes, I have no influence or power. It's not like if I say something, it's going to come true. In other words, it's going to be the law or fact. It's just an opinion. So why the fuck are you so threatened by it? And and it's so true. You know, these are opinions where people and we see things differently. I mean, I I was looking at that whole thing, that situation last week with the or this weekend with the voting on um, on Trump, whether he was to be impeached. And I thought to myself, you know, I've been an independent voter my entire life. But I really would now have a hard time voting for Republicans, except for those seven who voted their conscience and said, you know, hey, I got to I got to vote against the president here because, you know, he, he did the wrong thing. I mean, there's a dead cop. There's a guy who was defending our capital. I mean, look what happened. I was thinking about this. You know, uh, when we woke up on 9-11, we found out that. Some guy named Osama bin Laden, who most of us didn't even know who he was, had plotted and successfully attacked the Capitol, attacked the World Trade Center in New York, attempted to attack other places, but really did the most damage at the World Trade Center. He attacked, he killed people, people died as a result of his actions. He wasn't there, wasn't there, just told a bunch of maniacs, go get the infidel. And what happened January 6th? 
The guy said, come to, come to town and wreak havoc. And a police officer died, as, among other people. The officers were injured. I mean, there was some really some shitty fucking stuff that went down. What is the difference? You know, what? It, it, we, we were attacked as a country. They were attempting to, uh, to, to finalize the vote. And there was an attack, you know, and, and, and Charles Manson had a bunch of people that used to hang around him and he was an angry guy and all of his people went out and attacked a, a home, killed people. Charles Manson wasn't there and his defense was, listen, what are you blaming me for? I wasn't there. I mean, yeah, OK, I talked a bunch of shit and they went, no, you're responsible. Charles Manson, you're responsible. You, you talked a bunch of shit, but these people were under your influence. Osama bin Laden, you're responsible. We're going to hunt you down. We spent billions of dollars hunting this buck down. We're still involved in the quagmire. It's just a nightmare. And uh, these Republican guys, in my opinion, now, again, like Fran Lee would say, this is just my opinion. Don't get all fucking uptight about it. Nothing's going to change because I feel this way. Nothing's going to change because I feel this way. You don't have to be threatened by my opinion. It's just the way I saw it. It seemed to me that the guy got up there and said, hey, man, hillbillies go crazy. Go down there. Wreak havoc. Stop the vote. Stop the steal. Whatever they say. And, uh, you know, this had already been tried in the courts. I don't blame President Trump if he wants to go challenge the vote in a court. He want, You know, OK, six, 61 fucking courts said no. Judges, judges he appointed said no, no, the, the vote seems very fair. Doesn't seem like any shenanigans occurred. Okay, so, all right, accept it. Now, come on down and let's uh, tell, let's go hang Mike Pence. Mike Pence, the biggest suck ass on the planet. Go hang Mike Pence. He had to pull Mike Pence out of his ass in order for you to hang him. Right. <laughs> Mike Pence, Mike Pence, you're going to hang Mike Pence. Wow, there's a twist. But anyway, you know, the way I see it, again, it's only my opinion, gang. The way I see it, there's a dead cop and his family sitting there going, wait a second. There's no answer for this. There's no the, justice. The, the, no one's responsible for our, I mean, the guy's dead. His life is over because of this nuttiness. His life is over. No more. What a horrible thing. And and then the other wackiness is the, the seven who voted to impeach are now facing censure by the Republican Party for their opinion. Yeah, well, Mike Liz Pence, Cheney, they tried to throw out because and, she said the right thing. So Mike Pence had to hide for his life. He's I think he's still in hiding. The guy's so afraid. He's I now so. he's enemy number one, a guy, you know, he was like he was like Garibald's to uh, Hitler. Like asshole buddy. He should hide for the rest of his life from everyone. Yeah, but not for the reason he's hiding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, these are my, but, you know, it's always funny to me when I receive uh, letters from uh, fans who say, you know, Jesus Christ, Howard, I used to be my hero. And now, now you suck. You're like a liberal. I go liberal. A liberal. I probably share the same opinion on guns that you do. I voted for probably more Republicans than you do. But no mas. I wised up. No more. Um, I, I probably have voted for more Republicans than you have. But 
This isn't about liberal or conservative. This is about sanity versus insanity. That's it, in my opinion. And like Fran Lebowitz says, who gives a fuck what Howard Stern's opinion is? It's just an opinion. Nothing is going to change because of my opinion. Just because I feel this way, no laws are going to be enacted. You know, my opinion, you know, Robin and I were talking over the weekend. Uh, well, you know, Robin once said to me, there should be a constitutional Congress again where people get together and start to look at the Electoral College and, and, and various other things because Trump has done one positive thing. He showed us the way the country could be taken over by a by an autocrat, by a maniac. And so let's change all those things. Tighten up. But these are my opinions. These are my opinions. And I know that no constitutional convention has been called because no. I said that. As soon as, yeah, as soon as you said call a constitutional uh, convention, which was Robin's uh, opinion, nothing happened. Once again, nothing happened. Not a goddamn thing. In my opinion, if you support all this craziness, what I'm seeing in Washington, then you're nuts. But that's my opinion, and it doesn't mean they're going to lock you up. I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's a cop. I said, you must be insanely upset. One of your fellow officers was killed at this insurrection. And, and in my opinion is it was an insurrection. It was an attempt to stop government. And they did for a few hours. Um, and he said to me, and this is another thing I don't get. He goes, I don't believe that those people were really Trump people. I think they were Antifa. Well, that's Stuff the new hell. lie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, well, but they were arresting all of them and none of them have been Antifa so far. And then, was like, then I was like, you know, okay. I like this guy. I don't want to get into it. But I don't it's amazing it. to me how easily these lies now become truth for people. Yeah. But that's these are my opinions and my opinions mean nothing. It goes no further than our little radio show. Nobody changes their mind. Mitch McConnell's not going to suddenly wake up. Uh, you know. This, this Ted Cruz is not suddenly going to go, oh, Howard Stern says it should be this way. This is how it's going to be. Nothing changes. It's just an opinion. Don't get all fucking freaked out. You know, listen, I, I, I was upset about this stuff. I really did think some of these Republicans were just going to go, fuck this. It's wrong. And we got to we got to make a statement. I don't know why you keep thinking that. <laughs> I was hoping. I don't know. I was hoping. Again, hope springs eternal from this optimist. You are amazing to me because like, you're not amazing. usually that optimistic, but you keep believing in people who run for government. Are you kidding? You know, you, I, it sounds like I was really upset about this, but I was more upset about this fucking Chris Harrison. I Chris Harrison is the host of The Bachelor. He got into trouble. I'll tell you why he got into trouble, a race uh, related thing. But I love this guy, Chris Harrison on The Bachelor, because he doesn't do much all season, but he was out because of COVID for a couple of episodes on The Bachelor. And when he wasn't there, it wasn't as good. Now, listen, I'm Bachelor Nation all the way. <laughs> I've been watching The Bachelor since season one. I was the guy. You know why That's ABC your says? Tribe. <laughs> You're damn right. Those are my people. And I got to tell you something. Uh, I really should be one of those women who sits in the audience. And uh, you know, I I'm waiting to see your face pop up when they're ooing and eyeing. I love this fucking show so much. I turned, you know, they send me an advanced copy. I know what's going to happen tonight. 
And the reason I get the advanced copy is because I've been talking about this show since day one. And ABC rewarded me. They gave me the golden ticket. They, they send me an advanced copy. I see the show on Saturday that you're going to see tonight. A Bachelor. I know what's going to happen, and it's a fucking great episode. Oh, my God. And afterwards, I turned to my wife. We watched it together. We, we, as soon as it comes in, we go and watch it. It's and, like Christmas uh, when it's, when it's it oh, arrives. but I go, I write, I, I text my wife. I go, guess what I have? She knows exactly. And then she writes, yay. <laughs> this is what's going. Listen, we're happy. You know, I mean, <laughs> this you, you is can laugh what all you want. COVID has brought you to. <laughs> we're both ecstatically happy with one another. We share the same girly interests. <laughs> You, you should, I, 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 I go, guess what I have? And then two, like two seconds later, sometimes she doesn't text me back right away. Two seconds later, yay. <laughs> I go, let's go. And after we watch Does the episode. Does everything stop and you just watch oh, yeah. it right then or do you make a plan? No, no, no. Well, it depends what time it comes. Yeah, but sometimes I have to take my nap and then we watch because I like to be fully awake. <laughs> I got to be alert for this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like I'll eat lunch and then take a little nap and then and then, you know, (laughs) then we'll get in front of the TV and start watching. And no one's allowed to talk during it. We don't want to miss anything. (laughs) Well, there's only the two of you. Who's going to (laughs) talk? Well, I pause a lot to lecture Beth on what's going on in The Bachelor. And uh, she'll go. Yeah. And then she has to put me. She'll go. Can can you just hit play? Because I'm in charge of the remote. I go, yeah, but I'm telling you things. <laughs> I have to speak on this. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I feel strongly. <laughs> I, I, I swear I give dissertations. I go, this girl is 21 years old. She's not ready for marriage. <laughs> She's 21. She's a child. Funny. And she was never interested. And he's interested in her because her mother has a good job. I know I, I, these are the kinds what? of things. What a good job. <laughs> yeah. Mother's famous. So oh. the, the, I have thoughts and I like to discuss during the bachelor. I see. It's, it's like, a, it's like, a, um, it's like a Ted talk for assholes. Well, do, are, are, you know, you're sort of laying out who's going to get yeah. selected and why are yeah. you always right? No, I'm, I'm almost always wrong. But uh, <laughs> but I have thoughts about different people, about their appearance. This one isn't as good looking as I thought, you know, oh. this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have your favorites? Yeah. Are you sorry when certain people get kicked off? Yes. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Chris Harrison is the host of Bachelor. And really, if he, if at face value, you just tune in, you go, this fucking guy is so fucking lucky. He's completely talentless. And, you know, you could put him down and say, you know, he walks in like this. You don't see him the whole show. And then they have a thing called a rose ceremony where each girl who's going to stay gets a rose. And when she, the guy, the bachelor gives out all the roses. There's one rose left. That's when Chris Harrison walks in and he goes. Ladies. Matt. This is the final rose. And then he like nobody can see that there's only one rose on the table. We all know there's one rose. (laughs) They show you there's one rose. But he walks. He says it every fucking time. You know, he'll go, ladies, this is the rose ceremony. If you do not receive a rose, 
please exit the room and you know say your goodbyes. You know, this kind of thing. And he says it. And, you know, I never thought much about it, but there were two week period during COVID that he wasn't there. They had a substitute host. It was horrible. And where this guy really shines, where Chris Harrison shines, and I have to give it to him. There's a show called After the Final Rose. In other words, after the guy gets engaged to his woman, they cut immediately to a live event where a discussion occurs about everything. And he is the moderator of this After the Final Rose. He's brilliant at it. He asks good questions. He says, you know, hey, Sue, why didn't you do this? Why did you do that? What happened during this? He's terrific at it. Now, it's a great job. This fucking Chris Harrison, I don't know where he came from. I don't know anything about this guy. But he looks like a, he looks even like a schlub. Not even particularly handsome. And kind of short. You know, not what you would call the typical guy you see on TV. Well, they don't want him to be any competition to The Bachelor. And he definitely fills that bill. Right. Yeah, you look at him and you're like, gee, The Bachelor's a good looking guy. <laughs> you know, he he. he he looks like a uh, Hervé Billiches next to this bachelor. <laughs> you know what I mean? He looks like a. Yes. He looks like. <laughs> he looks like looks a little like, person. <laughs> he looks like Mr. York's uh, whatever that guy's name was. He he, he looks like his assistant. Tattoo. <laughs> Tattoo. Tattoo. <laughs> he playing. So you know he he but he's terrific at what he does, and when he's not there, the bachelor is not as good. So what happened? I guess you know I'm sitting here. I'm thinking about his job. Now, usually, like right now, they all have to stay together because of COVID and they can't leave the United States. But right. usually they're flying these people all over the world and so forth. And he has to be there for the whole thing, even though you're never going to yep. see him. Right. Or he, he's not going to say anything. He has to be there for the whole thing. So he just anyway. sits around most of the time. This guy, so he's got a, exactly. So in other words, you could say it's a great job. Sits around. Mm -hmm. It's like Gary on our show. <laughs> that's right. We just take him with us wherever we go. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, but, 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 um, in all seriousness, it's a great job. He sits there. Most of the time, as Robin points out, and he, you know, and then he comes to life on after the final rose, this kind of thing. So, but, but he's good at it. I like him on the show. I don't like when somebody else is in that place. Anyway, it turns out they finally got a black bachelor. This was a big bone of contention. They never had a black bachelor before. And they're like, what kind of thing is this? ABC, Disney, what, what? They don't like black people? What, a black person can't be the bachelor? So, all right, now they have the black bachelor. Thank goodness. All right, 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 get with the times. What is this? Seems like a nice enough guy, handsome guy, but, but boring as fucking piss. But okay, ladies seem to like him. Let's go. Let's do the show. Everything's fine. So it turns out, one of these girls, now, now again, ask yourself a question. How, what kind of woman goes on The Bachelor looking for a man? These are all gorgeous women, by the way. Fabulous bodies, gorgeous looking girls. There's only a couple, you know, what type of human being 
man or woman, goes on a TV show, reality show to find love. All of these women are on there this season. They could all find love. Trust me. If they can't find love, none of us can find what love. What they can't find is acting jobs and uh, modeling jobs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So for whatever reason, they're there and the show is good. Chris Harrison has nothing to do with, you know, he, he's got a cush job. He's good at what he does. Fine. Everything is perfect. Just put on the stupid show. Well, it turns out that one of the ladies who's there to win love from Matt, the black bachelor, this white girl, when she was in college, which must have been a few years ago, she went to something called an antebellum party. What the fuck is that, right? It turns out what it is, is it's a bunch of assholes who get together down south. This occurs. And pretend that the south rose. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Down south, they're living in an alternate reality where they're still bitching about the Civil War. We know this, right? They hate it. It's like, why the fuck did the north have to fuck things up? We had slaves. Kind of, it was kind of lived in big houses. (laughs) It was perfect for us because you know, in their mind, all white people were rich. Yeah, and black people were worked for free, and uh, and you could fuck black women, you could whip black men. You know, it it, it just seemed kind of great to them. For them, for them, everybody, right? (laughs) Just for them, and and like why? Like okay, you don't like it up in the north. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But well, who are you to tell us we can't have slaves? Who are you to tell us that black people are human beings? And so, you know, it kind of reminds you what's going on now, right? <laughs> okay. So I told you, we got two different countries going on. Well, I've been of, of the opinion that people are living in different centuries all at the same time. Right. Yeah. There's, there's Anything goes. Yeah. By the way, the planet's not going to be around that much longer anyway, so don't feel too bad. All this is going to be resolved by nature. That's right. We're going to get Nature's, kicked off and we'll we're be floating around. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the thing that's going to be living on this planet is uh, like, a, like a possum. A mushroom. Gonna, a mushroom will be the only <laughs> sign of life because it's going to be an ice age. It's going to be all kinds of shit. That's right. Yeah. We're the virus. They nature said that in the us, Matrix a long time ago. Yeah. The nature sees us like the coronavirus. And the vaccine is to wipe us all out. You know, probably a few cockroaches and a mushroom will be left. <laughs> so, and it'll, it'll evolve again and we'll go through it again. But um, there's not going to be much left. Like, like, like a mushroom, a cockroach, Keith Richards, maybe. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No Mick Jagger even. <laughs> so, uh, anyway... Down south, the girl's going to college. She went to an antebellum party. And the antebellum party is all girls dress up like they live on a plantation. <laughs> like Scarlett O'Hara. That's the right. whole deal. Yeah. Yeah, they, they take a big curtain and wear it. Uh, put a hoop under your skirt. Right. A hula hoop. <laughs> right. Antebellum party. So, all right. She wore the dress. And evidently, I, again, I don't know the whole story, so forgive me if I'm, I'm saying something wrong here. But the, I read in one article that <clears throat> she may have, <clears throat> sorry, she may have liked a um, a couple of uh, Instagram posts or social media posts that were 
somehow uh, anti-Semitic or not anti-Semitic, anti-black or I, I don't know who the fuck know. I don't even know. Okay. And she may have also done something else. I don't know what it is, but it was, you know, it looked like it's weird. She's with the black bachelor, but. Well, you know, a yeah. lot of people don't know what racist is. <clears throat> right. They just she grew might up not. with this stuff. Exactly. But these, uh, these, these antebellum balls or parties are thrown on actual plantations. So the optics aren't good. Black bachelor, white chick who's busy with antebellum parties and liking various. Oh my tweets. God. If he had chosen her and then they found out that would have been hysterical. Right. Well, we don't know. She's still on the show. She he <laughs> might have chosen her. He might have. <laughs> we don't know. Now it's getting interesting. Because <laughs> when she brings him to the antebellum party, oh forget my about goodness. It. Do you know who he's going to be? He's going to be up on the auction block. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, so this brouhaha is going on. Now, again, like I said, who do you think's going on The Bachelor? Intellectuals? I don't think so. <laughs> if you're on The Bachelor, there's something wrong with you. Just know that. You have There's something deeply troubling about you. Period. I don't care who you are and what you believe. So anyway, this whole thing's going on. And there's a whole brouhaha about this woman, this young woman who went to the antebellum party. She's dating the Black Bachelor. So listen to this. The Black Bachelorette, the former Black Bachelorette, got a job with Extra TV. She decides to interview. Who's she going to interview from The Bachelor about this controversy? But Chris Harrison. Now, Chris Harrison <laughs> is a big dummy. What does he know about? He knows. He knows about the fantasy suite. He doesn't know about race relations. I don't I don't even know why this guy thinks he knows anything about race relations. He should just keep his mouth shut and be the host of The Bachelor. Well, she does an extensive interview with him. And this guy, I've never seen him. He only says one or two sentences on The Bachelor. He came to life on this topic. <laughs> this guy, he came to life. I mean, I never heard a guy talk so much. He's talking over the black bachelorette. He's... um. He's, he's telling he's, her <laughs> he's mansplaining. He's uh, white splaining. He's splaining everything. And I'm like, well, sh I'm sitting and watching. This. Shut up. Dope. Just here's what you say. I don't know anything about this. All I know about is dating. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I just know about dating. I don't know what this girl she believes. Seems or like doesn't a nice believe. girl to me. <laughs> yeah, she seemed very nice. I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't understand people. If you were lucky enough, and I'm talking to the guys in my audience who drive a truck or sitting there, you know, doing sales or, or, or working at McDonald's. If you had the job hosting The Bachelor, why would you risk your job? It's the greatest, easiest gig on earth. What are you doing? He's busy now talking about this. And he's going on and on and on. You know, and I on. saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago. And that's it. Like, boom. Like, okay, well, this this girl is in this book now, and she's now in this group. And I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, there well, goes. The picture was from 2018 at Old South Antebellum Party. So I think, you know, it's not a good look. Well, it's not a good. Well, Rachel, is it a good look in 2018, or is it not a good look in 2021? It's because not a, a big good difference. look ever. Because she's celebrating well, the Old South. She's if I went to that party. What would I represent I, at that party? I don't. I don't disagree with you. You're you're 100 percent right in 2021. That was oh not God. the case in 2018. And again, I'm not defending Rachel. I just know that 
I don't know, 50 million people did that in 2018 between, you know, it's like there were, that was a type of party that a lot of people went to. And again, I'm not defending it. I didn't go to it. Uh, He he didn't get an invite. He wasn't in college. Anyway, and then he's like throwing around this thing about woke and woke police. He was just a, all of a sudden the guy kind of was a chatty Kathy. What is 2018 and 2021 got to do with anything? This dummy blew it. He should have just <laughs> said, listen, I, don't, I watch hot people make out for a living. What are you asking me about race? I don't know anything. <laughs> that, that, say, listen, you want to talk about two people making out? I, I, you know, you want to talk about the fantasy suite where we put young girls on TV to fuck guys and uh, in front of their parents? <laughs> yes, that I can talk to you about. I don't know anything about race. That's all you say. Listen, I don't know what even I never know. I never even heard of an antebellum party. How does he know 50 million people? He goes, uh, uh, um, how many people do you say went to an antebellum party? 50 million. That's one sixth of the million. country. That's one sixth <laughs> of the country. How, how did know I that? miss my invite if that many parties were going on? Again, I am not the woke police. There's plenty of people. Plenty of people who will do that for us in this world right now. Um, you know, when you see San Francisco erasing Lincoln and erasing Washington and erasing people because of what they stood for 180 years ago, I don't know. Is that right? Is it wrong? The I like wo- when he goes, I don't know. If this, guys who go, I don't know if that's right. It sounds like you do know. Yeah, but why are you <laughs> still talking if the answer is yeah. I don't know? You should shut up after that. Robin, the man counts roses for a living. It's his job <laughs> to see when the last rose is coming up. It's the greatest job. Give me that job. Uh, look, everyone, it's the last rose. <laughs> Normally, they put you in a straitjacket if you did that. We see, The girls would go, we see it's the last rose, you fucking nut job. The other thing he does every season is like, I don't know how many weeks in, but he'll come in and and say, you know, Going home to meet your family is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's getting really important now. (laughs) What's most important is having time with Matt. (laughs) You know, hometowns are only a week away. That's it. Hometowns. Hometowns are coming up. (laughs) I know every line. (laughs) It's the greatest job. A a, a trained parrot could do that job. (laughs) Quack. Quack, quack, quack. Hometowns, quack. Final rose, quack. Oh, whatever. You know, the girls Pirates are so does. surprised when they see him because yeah. he's never seen. They don't even know where he is on the ground. Yeah. I realized I was doing a duck. I got a Final rose. That's a parrot. Parrots always do oh. that. They always go. They do a wind up before they start ah. talking. They fuck with your head. They're like, Oh, this parrot can't bird. It's impossible for a bird to talk. And they go, hey, man, what's happening? <laughs> parrots are awesome. You know, parrots live for like 60 something years. Oh, yeah. You have to put them in your will because yeah. you're they're going to outlive you. Yeah. I, I, I was once talking to a trained parrot. I said, what what is your opinion on antebellum parties? You know what the parrot said to me? He goes, what? I'm not giving you an opinion on that. What the fuck do I know about race relations? <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> I don't know anything. What police is out there? I mean, I grew up in Texas in the 70s. 
There were games we played on the school ground that are not okay today. Yeah, we weren't woke in 1970. What games was he playing? Was he playing that fun game, uh, uh, Hang the Jew, uh, in, in, in his school? What did he say? Just say he said, in my we school, played we... games on the playground that are not cool today. I demand to know what games Chris Harrison was know, playing. Yes. Uh, what was he saying when they were playing Ring Around the Rosie? Ring Around <laughs> the Antebellum uh, uh, Plantation. <laughs> oh, we played terrible games. I grew Killed up in Jew. Texas. I'm horrible. I was horrible as a child. <laughs> we played Burn the Cross games. Hang Leroy game. It was fabulous. School was one big. You should have seen recess. We had a game called Throw the Jew Down the Well. The bachelor but, wouldn't have been safe in my school. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this guy, Chris Harrison, came to life in the fucking interview. <laughs> I've Blew never the heard him so thing. animated. Yeah. I know. Oh, uh, Robin. This is the guy never said two words on the back. All of a sudden, they let him loose. And by who is he to be commenting on this? Get the Look, producer. Rachel. Go to ABC. <laughs> go to the producers of the show. Go to some. He should have said, listen, uh, you know, I'm a dopey guy. I just here's what I got lucky. I, I, I sit there. I go and say, like Lurch from the Adams family. I go, there's the final rose. <laughs> that, that's what I do. You're asking me about race relations in America in 2000, whatever year this is, 21. What, what, what are you talking about? Ask anyone but me. Ladies, Matt has decided there's no cocktail party tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> Matt said, by the way, ladies, if you choose to forego your individual sweets, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, what, 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 that's it. It's and let me card. tell you, they write that down for him. Well, all hell broke loose. After the interview, Rachel Lindsay, who was the first black bachelorette, she announced she was quitting the Bachelor franchise. I didn't even know you could quit the Bachelor franchise. I don't even know. You, she was you part don't of it. know how to get out of Bachelor Nation, do you? No, no, I can't get out. She said, quote, I can't take it anymore. I'm contractually bound in some ways, but when it's up, I am too. I can't do it anymore. This woman, first of all, I don't know what she used to be a lawyer. I think the, the Bachelor Nation ruined her. Busy on the extra now. But, uh, Whatever, all hell broke loose. The guy blew it. Uh, you know. Well, he's making this the most exciting <laughs> bachelor ever. He he became the story. <laughs> but I, I got to tell you, listen, the guy the guy has an ability when they go to the live show and he's asking all the girls why they are upset. He's very good at it. Yes, and he so is. who? Who the fuck are they going to? He's got the ability to talk to these people and treat them a certain way. You think way. there's no one else who can do this show? I honestly, I never used to think this. I think he has to be brought back. I'm asking. <laughs> I don't care what You're his begging. views. I don't even. The fact that he doesn't know how to handle race relations in America, <laughs> since everybody else does. I, I, I just want to tell you, I think he's got to be brought back to, you know, he, he's so good at it. Uh, but look, I don't know who they're going to get. They, they, they tried getting a former star from The Bachelor. She was oh, terrible. you can't do that. JoJo no. couldn't, couldn't pull that off. 
You know who would be good? George Stephanopoulos. I'm hoping he'll be. Uh, now, from Jeopardy to The Bachelor, George Stephanopoulos. Uh, he's the only guy who could step in. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading about this controversy. I, I, my wife says, you got you to gotta get on the news here. You know, the Daily Mail, the, Chris Harrison's in trouble. I go, Chris Harrison's in trouble? What did he do? That dummy opened his mouth besides saying... <laughs> It's time for the final rose. You stupid asshole. <laughs> what did you, you do? You get to sit in resorts for weeks with nothing to do. He should have. Uh, he should have. He should have just said, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Any, Ray, I don't know. This what. is an unfortunate situation. You're right. Uh, it's, <laughs> he should or he should have been like um, a robot that was broken. It's time for the final rose. There's only one rose left. <laughs> you know, hometowns are coming up. They should be exciting. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about hometowns? That I know. <laughs> Plus, he was on Zoom. He should have just been, um, uh, hello? Hello? I can't hear anything. Something's, Something's wrong, wrong with, with my connection. <laughs> my fucking Zoom. I don't have good internet. <laughs> and we're also missing the biggest, the biggest point here in all this. Why is it that these Southerners are so proud of being losers? All right, they lost the Civil War, but they're still throwing parties. Like an they're waving party. the flag. Waving that, that Confederate flag. You know, the British See, lost. I think that was the thing that made Trump most popular. Yeah. He was going to make America great again. Maybe that's it. And they think great was then. <laughs> Don't be proud of losing. You know, the, the British lost the, the, the uh, revolution. Uh, we beat them. They don't, they don't go around. It. <laughs> they don't they don't you don't see them having parties where they pretend they still own America. <laughs> you know. They don't they never don't even seen give it, one celebration. You know why? Because you what, do we celebrate the Vietnam War? No. We didn't win it. Fuck it. Get over it. You won't you won't be able to move on until you get out of that loser mindset. They're still fucking pissed off. You know, an antebellum party reminds you of the way things used to be. You know, there's no statues of Hitler in Germany. There's a reason for that. They're trying to forget their horrible past. That's it. They certainly don't honor it. And you don't celebrate anything else about the old good old days. Like, you don't have parties where you're celebrating... Um, the days before indoor plumbing was invented and everyone goes yeah, and shits in a hole. start going to outhouses instead of your right. toilet. <laughs> yeah. So why celebrate a time when you were buying and selling other human beings? You want to be obsessed with something, have a party about World War II, a war we won. Our fucking people went out and defeated the Nazis. You know, that's now, something to celebrate. How about learning math? Well, of course. And science. And doing something for the world. Come over here. Antebellum parties. By the way, take <laughs> that back. You know I don't know math and science. Shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> like, how about learning math and science? How am I going to do that? You know. But, the, but, but look, the Kansas City Chiefs did not throw a Super Bowl parade after they lost the Super Bowl. After you lose a war, forget about it. Don't go having a party celebrating what it used to be like. You're just rubbing uh, it in your own face. It's our heritage. Yeah. It's not your heritage. Forget it.
So Chris Harris. So I'm pissed off that Chris Harrison fucked up because I love the guy on the show. So what has happened? He's apologized. Did he, he make a? He totally said, "I would totally fuck this." Even his girlfriend, which I thought was a bit extreme, was like, "He's an asshole." Like he's got to. He did the <laughs> like she, she had to. She come didn't up. have his back. <laughs> yeah. She attacked him too. <laughs> my wife came running up to my office and said, "You got to see what uh, Chris Harrison's girlfriend said." <laughs> I said, well, they probably had a gun to our head. You know, you better say that. So he said, no, he said, I handled the whole thing wrong. I heard a lot of people and I'm stepping aside temporarily from the bachelor, which means he's not going to be on the final rose after the oh. final rose. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, it, I'm pissed off. Did he have one of those suspensions like Tom Brady after the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, maybe they could do that. Maybe they could do that. But uh, I don't know what's going to be, man. When Chris Harrison fucks up, it ruins it for me. I want, What was his apology? Did he make it uh, oh in God. his own words? Did he or did he write something so that he was he on script? He tweeted it out and it, it was pretty. <laughs> he, he took a beating. And what's this? Chris Harrison never auditioned to be the host of The Bachelor. He was a sports reporter at CBS affiliate KWTV in Oklahoma City in the 90s. Wow. Well, I thought maybe they found him on the road somewhere, you know, like he was just sitting in a chair. It's like he was dropped down on this planet from another world. (laughs) (laughs) He came out of nowhere. This guy came out of like a shot out of a can. You know, usually in the old days when networks would choose a game show host or something like that. They were mostly uh, radio guys with big voices who then got the coveted TV gig on a game show. It always worked. Bill Cullen from The Price is Right was was a radio announcer. Uh, You name it. Uh, uh, Bob Barker was a radio guy, uh, commercials, that kind of thing. Uh, Gene Rayburn was a radio guy. Gary, not Gary Marsh. What was that guy's name? Uh, Fuck. Can't think of it. The guy from The Dating Game. Uh, He was a radio guy. All of them were radio guys. It used to be, if you were a radio guy, you paid your dues, you got to L.A., uh, Jim Lang. Jim Lang was the dating game. Uh, There was was an order in this world. Radio guys had shit jobs, but if if they were particularly good at it, they got a TV game show. Now, all the rules are gone. Look at this. Chris Harrison. This fucking Oklahoma. They dropped off. The, I mean, they didn't even <laughs> Who have an audition. Who saw him in Oklahoma? Nonsense. Somebody driving through the town. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> you see that nebbish and you go, "There's a host." <laughs> I mean, what is going on? Even the guy, the guy that you used to have a crush on, the guy who would show his watch and go, "Oh, Chuck Woolery." Chuck Woolery. He was a radio guy too, and then he got to host uh, the, that dating show. Dating show. Yeah. What was yeah. it? Uh... I forget. And if you were a radio announcer and you weren't uh, all that, you get a second tier game show. Like um, the one with the dragon. Joker's Wild. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That kind of thing. You know, you get some fucking shitty cable game show. What was the one where the dragon would shoot the shit out of his nose? Fire out of his nose if you gave the wrong answer. That was a show. (laughs) I don't even think I ever watched that one. Was it was I, that um tic tic tac doe? Tic tac doe. That's oh, the one. Horrible game. What was the name of the guy who hosted Tic Tac Doe? 
Wait, Martindale. Wink Martindale, yeah. yeah Wink, Wink Martindale. Wink at that one? Yeah, yeah. It, it was Jeopardy for Idiots. <laughs> I used to go, yeah, I watch Tic Tac, though. I know every answer. <laughs> if I know every answer, you know you're in trouble. Wink used to do good shows. Yeah. Wink Martindale. Imagine your name is Wink. You know, that's his radio name. God knows what his real name was. Radio is so great. The old days of radio. You had to come up with a goofy name, Charlie Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Charlie Tuna, KCBQ FM. Wow. Really? That's it? That's what you got? Okay, give him a game show. Well, <clears throat> I seem to want to clear my throat. Hold on a second. I'll do it off. Mike, I'll turn my head. first of all it's president's day and you're saying howard what are you doing on the radio on president's day what are you doing on the radio on president's day have you thrown out the idea that president's day is important because you didn't like what went on for the last four years no trust me i've never i've never spent a day on the radio on president's day in the last 15 years but the reason we're here do you know why we're here today robin no i do not i would like to explain to you how we ended up here on president's <laughs> day because when my alarm went off at 5 30 this morning and i was in deep sleep <laughs> i was pissed yeah it was tough getting out of bed this morning this should have been a day off yeah this should have been a day off well i what happened was you know uh, we signed up for another five years to be with you guys for another five years. And in the middle of the negotiations, you know, to bring the show back, to bring me back. I remember, uh, you know, there was some words, go- nothing uh, hostile, but words going back and forth as negotiations will. And then uh, suddenly somebody said, you know. You uh, didn't deliver all the shows last year that you were supposed to deliver. Uh oh! And I went, "What?" I mean, I am the most honest guy. One thing right. you say you about me—you never me, I mean, breach a contract. Never, never, never. I said, "What are you talking about?" Uh, there was a show on such and such a date. You didn't do. You're supposed to deliver 112 shows a year. You only delivered 111. Oh. And then they said, but it's okay. Don't we're going to let it ride. It. Let it go. We'll let it ride. I was so shocked. I said, <laughs> I, could you explain to me how I only performed 111 shows instead of the 112 that we're contracted for? And uh, there was a lot of conversation back and forth. And then I got the answer from my agent who said, well, what seems on such and such a date, you called off the show said i did so i went back i i looked through uh you know i talked to people Your so what expensive happened, records <laughs> what happened was it was right in march probably about march uh somewhere between the 8th or the 11th somewhere in that time frame where covid was going on yes it was right at the beginning where you started you'd heard about a pandemic and this and that and then all of a sudden it hit you went oh fuck this thing's serious so it was a tuesday Mm-hmm. And uh, we were supposed to do a show on Wednesday. And I think what happened was we were completely in confusion. Should we go to the studio? Should we not go to the studio? Well, anyway, we were all set to come in. And then everyone said it was really dangerous. 
This was a once in a lifetime pandemic occurred. No, some people wanted to come in. I was getting nervous to come in because they were saying at that point, we knew nothing. Somebody breathes on you. You're going to fucking drop dead. It was Wednesday, March 11th. That was the date, 2020. And if you remember, we went into quarantine. On March the 12th. Tuesday. Yeah. On, 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 no, we went. We, we went, did. Right. Right. We did. <laughs> so, so, uh, it, we were so, you know, this day off that I had was just a complete fucking washout. There was I no day off. They told us to stay home. We were told to stay home, that it was too dangerous. We have to come up with a new plan. And I was kind of like, oh, Jesus, I, I wish I had a microphone at home. Maybe I could do something. It was chaos, chaos. And, you know, everyone was turning to me for answers. Like, I know anything. Like, I'm Chris Harrison, and he's going to lecture on race. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to die from some fucking virus. So, like a pussy, I took a day off because of the worldwide plague that was occurring. Well, anyway, so when I heard, I was told that uh, we missed a day off. You know the martyr I am. I go, well, <laughs> it was a worldwide plague. And I really wasn't doing anything surreptitious. No one knew what to do. And I just assumed this was hardly a day off. It was actually the busiest day of my life trying to figure out, scramble to figure out how to do the show. I said, but listen, since there's a new contract, I will make up the show. I will come into work instead of taking the day off. And I picked President's Day. I will come in on President's Day and do a makeup show. Because I don't want anyone to think that I'm a dishonest human being, that I'm trying to get away with something. So well, here we are. Uh, the only reason I never thought of it as a day we missed was because I, I was ready to go to work. Yes. And people told me to stay home. You can leave right now <laughs> if you want. I can't legally hold you here. <laughs> But uh, that is why we're with you today. If, there, if you thought for a minute we were with you because we love you and we can't bear to be away from you <laughs> and we never want to miss a show, it has nothing to do with that. I hate to break the news to you. I'm always going to be up front with you. Today we is the bonus show. a show. And I said, I do not want to be beholden to anyone. I'm an honest man. If I owe you a show, stop saying it. It will be made up. So we're working an extra day this year? That's right. By the way, <laughs> I was shocked that Sirius really kept that close a tab on how I many shows. I didn't know they I were did. doing that. I didn't yeah, think I was, they knew how many shows we did. I, I didn't. I, now I'm paranoid. <laughs> you know, the fact that we did a 19-hour show last week has nothing, no nothing bearing on them. Do. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't so I figured they were going to come back and say, no, 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 no. But uh, that was it. They were like, we'll take it. Yeah. So what I found out through the grapevine is, you know, Jennifer Witz, the new uh, COO, CEO, whatever it is of uh, Sirius XM. Do you know she actually sits by the radio with a stopwatch timing each show? Did you know that? What? Get yeah. You're she's, she's doing it right now. I would hope There's a clock that running. she has more important things. No, do. that's her. Than that's how that. she got the job. That's how oh, she got really? the job. Yeah. She was the timer. <laughs> she was timing the show. They said, good job. You caught Stern. He was trying to bail out during the pandemic. 
And they were impressed. And she got her job. And, and wow. let me tell you something. 